Welcome to Beyond Great Sex, the podcast that will revolutionize your sex life. I'm Morgan Horn, I'm a sex and intimacy coach, and I am going to give you the tools to create the mind-blowing sex life that you've been craving. When you apply the teachings from this podcast, you will drop the shame, limiting beliefs, and everything else that has been keeping you from enjoying the intimacy that you were designed to experience. Instead, you will unleash your unlimited potential, sexual and beyond. When you work with me, great sex is only the beginning. We're going beyond. Hey lovelies, I'm happy to be with you today to talk about a question that comes up all the time in sessions, but also generally when I talk to people. Because if you have met me in person, you'll know that most conversations end up being about sex. As a side note, though, I love talking about sex. In fact, all I ever wanted to do was to talk about sex. But to my regret, I found that a lot of people around me were just not consenting to talking about sex. So I had to figure a way around it. And after what felt like a lifetime of embarrassing people, I found the solution. I became a sex coach, started a podcast, and here we are. Presumably, if you're here, it's because you want to hear about sex. So we're good. Anyway, where were we? Uh, yeah, the question that comes up all the time is how do I communicate what I want to my partner? And I find this question quite interesting because it implies that the person who asks the question struggles communicating what they want. And there are many layers to this. In fact, in 2019, a study was conducted in the U.S., where over a thousand women of ages 18 to 70 plus were surveyed about sexual satisfaction, orgasm, and sexual communication. And 55% of these women reported that they do not talk about sex with their partner despite wanting to. And the reasons they mentioned include, and I'm going to share some numbers with you, um, over 42% mentioned not wanting to hurt their partner's feelings. Over 40% shared they didn't feel comfortable going into details. About 38% said they feel embarrassed. 35% shared they didn't know how to ask what they wanted sexually. 18% said they didn't want to seem demanding. 18% said they didn't feel it was important. Close to 12% said that they fear being rejected. 10% didn't think their partner would understand. 10% said they didn't want their partner to think they were quote-unquote perverted. And 7% said they didn't think their partner cared about their pleasure. Man, this is heartbreaking. And I could easily do a separate episode on each of these concerns. But for now, what I will do is break this down into four categories, as I'm sure you've realized that several of these reasons why women struggle saying what they want sexually are intertwined. And today we're going to focus on the fear of hurting their partner's feelings. This reason deserves a whole episode of its own, for it has many layers, and I could honestly speak about this topic alone for hours, but I'll try to remain concise because that's how I like podcast episodes, short and to the point. Then next week, we can dive into some of the other reasons why women would rather not speak up. All right. So as I said, one of the most common reasons women struggle saying what they want is by fear of hurting their partner's feelings. So let's look at this for a second. What if I told you that there is no way that you could hurt anyone's feelings ever? I know this may sound strange because it goes against everything most of us have been taught, right? 
As children, many of us have been told that our actions and words can hurt other people. Do you remember a school teacher telling you, be careful not to hurt XYZ's feelings? Or even a parent say that hurt mommy's feelings or that hurt daddy's feelings. Well, let me tell you, that is not how this works. In reality, our feelings are caused by our thoughts, always. You will never have a feeling, good or bad, because someone else did or said something. You always have a thought about what that person did or said that causes your feeling. And sometimes this happens so fast and unconsciously that you don't even realize it. So let me give you some examples that illustrate this, because this concept is just too important to miss. In fact, integrating this principle alone will change your life and relationships. So let's say that your partner tells you that you are beautiful and sexy. When they say that, you might notice yourself feeling loved and confident. But this has little to do with what your partner said and more to do with what you made it mean. When your partner said that you are beautiful and sexy, you probably had a thought or several thoughts like, he loves me, he finds me beautiful, that means I'm beautiful, he thinks I'm sexy, he desires me, he's attracted to me, man, I'm hot. These thoughts are what led you to feel loved and confident. The reason I know it is your brain who offered you all these thoughts that caused your feelings is that we could have the exact same circumstance, your partner telling you that you're beautiful and sexy, and you could feel completely differently. Let's go there. Imagine your partner telling you that you're beautiful and sexy, and you having the thoughts, that's not true, my stomach is gross, I hate my body. He's just saying that to please me. There's no way he believes I'm sexy with all the weight I've put on. His ex was so much thinner than me. How could he think I'm sexy? That's weird. Why is he saying this all of a sudden? Is he hiding something? I bet he's cheating. Do you think you're going to feel loved and confident? My guess is not. If I think these thoughts, I feel suspicious, resentful, ashamed. Yet the circumstances are the same. Your partner told you that you're beautiful and sexy, but your experience, how you feel, could not be further apart. Now let's take the example where you produce something at work and your boss says to you that your work was lousy. You might notice yourself feeling stressed and anxious, but just like we have seen with the first example, it's not your boss saying that your work was lousy that causes you to feel stressed and anxious. It is your thoughts about their reaction and what you make it mean that cause the stress and anxiety. You might have thoughts like, oh my God, this is bad. I'm lousy at my job. I'm going to get fired. Shit, how am I going to pay rent? I'm pathetic. I'm going to die under a bridge. I know, very dramatic. But that's what our lovely brains do. They love the drama. Now, let's look at the exact same circumstance where you produce something at work and your boss says that your work was lousy. But instead, you have the thoughts, okay, that's not great, but what could have happened? Perhaps I did make some mistakes and that's okay. I've gotten great feedback before. One quote-unquote bad piece of work doesn't change that. Let's look at what I can do to improve the work I submitted. What can I learn from this? I know my boss can be very direct and use strong words sometimes. I've seen it with other employees and they still got promoted. Now, suddenly you feel calm and composed. Again, same exact circumstance, but your feelings are completely different because of what you're thinking. 
So how does this relate to our topic today? Because if you're not communicating what you want to your partner sexually or beyond, because this principle applies to everything, by fear of hurting their feelings, I want you to know that you can drop this concern because you could never hurt your partner's feelings. If you communicate what you want and your partner feels offended, angry, or anything else, it will be because of their thoughts about what you said. Your partner's experience of the situation is completely independent from you and your intentions because they have their own thoughts about what you say. And these thoughts, which by the way, are completely outside of your control, are what create your partner's feelings. Now, I'm not saying that you have a free pass to be a nasty person who goes around insulting people because you can't hurt anyone's feelings, so who cares? Well, you can act that way if you want to, but that's probably not going to create the results you want in your life, like building meaningful relationships. And nor am I saying that bullying or emotional abuse are not a thing and that our behavior has no impact at all on others. I should know I've suffered from emotional abuse for years. And I don't want to go into too much detail here because I would be digressing, but being emotional abusive or a bully requires more than just speaking your mind and expressing what you want, which is what we're discussing here, how to express your sexual wants to your partner. Emotional abuse and bullying are a form of manipulation and controlling where certain patterns must be established, like a power imbalance in a relationship where one person has a hold on the other. But to assume that anything you say has the power to create an emotion in other people is to presume that you're far more powerful than you really are. And thank God for that. Otherwise, that would amount to say that random people have control over us, that what they say can directly impact us. We would be at the mercy of anyone who crosses our path. Now, I will grant you that some circumstances make it easier than others to have positive thoughts and therefore positive feelings. It's easier to feel loved and appreciated when your partner tells you that they love you, that you're beautiful and amazing, than when they tell you that something's wrong with you, that you're stupid and need to lose weight, right? And whether you should stay with someone who says that to you or whether they're being emotionally abusive and you should by all means leave is another topic for discussion, but you get where I'm going here. When positive things happen or people say positive things to us, it takes less effort from us to think positive thoughts and therefore have positive feelings. But it is still and always our thoughts that create our feelings. Have you ever had this experience where you said something to someone and you were coming from the best of intentions with a quote-unquote, good heart, well-meaning, and yet that person you were trying to be nice to got mad and offended, and you wondered what you could have done better and whether you could have said things differently. Well, that's exactly my point. You could not have, because that person had a whole lot of thoughts about the situation, and you have no control over what people think. And this leads me to a point I want to make, and that is... The best you can ever do is to act out of love towards yourself and your partner. In anything that you ever say or do, do it from love. That way, if your partner doesn't receive it well, you'll at least have your own back and know that you did it out of love. And how could that ever be bad? 
So if you're afraid of expressing your sexual desires to your partner because their feelings might get hurt, well, the first thing is to remember that you cannot hurt their feelings, but you can also ask yourself, what would love do? How can I say what I want in a loving way? How can I love myself and my partner through this? And this leads me to yet another point. I warned you, there are many layers to this. My next point is that you have to be okay with your partner having their reaction. When you realize that your thoughts are what creates your feelings and that your partner's thoughts are what creates theirs, that means that you must take ownership of your feelings and let your partner take ownership of theirs. And when you do that, you enter a much more honest relationship where you're not stuck in people-pleasing mode, where you constantly try to say and do the things the other person wants to make sure that they're happy with you. You get to be much more truthful and yourself, and your partner gets to love you for who you really are. Isn't that the best of scenarios? So what if your partner does get angry, insecure, disappointed, or whatever other emotion you're trying to avoid by not saying what you want? And what if that's okay? What if you stopped trying to control how they feel and left that to them and just said what you want to say from love? Because what happens when we don't do or say the things we want to because we're afraid of hurting the feelings of someone we love, it's not just because we're a loving and caring person who doesn't want to see people they love get hurt. It's also because we don't like the thought that we have caused that hurt. We would rather see them happy so that we can feel good about ourselves for being a good person who quote unquote makes them happy. So when you don't communicate what you want to your partner because you don't want them to get hurt, part of you does it for you. Because if your partner was to feel hurt and blame you for it, you would not handle that very well. You would probably blame yourself, shame yourself, make it mean all sorts of bad things about you and the relationship. And you would much rather avoid that and not say anything so that they remain happy and you don't have to face your emotions. Also, there's an inherent belief in our society that quote-unquote negative emotions are bad, as if the goal was to be happy all the time and that feeling something negative like fear, anger, or sadness is a problem or a sign that something went wrong. And so we try to avoid them at all costs when in fact life is 50-50 and the 50% good does not exist without the 50% bad. It's actually very natural and healthy to experience negative emotions. But that discussion could be another episode in itself. And I have taken way too much of your time already for today. So to summarize this episode, if you're afraid to communicate what you want to your partner by fear of hurting their feelings, number one, remember you cannot hurt their feelings. You're not that powerful. Your partner will create their own feelings with their thoughts, regardless of what you say and do. Number two, that being said, you can still choose to act from love towards you and them. Ask yourself, what would love do? How can I say what I want in a loving way? How can I love myself and my partner through this? If they don't react as you had hoped, at least you'll have your own back for acting out of love. And number three, be okay with your partner having their reaction. Take ownership of your emotions and let your partner take ownership of theirs. Can you accept that they might not react as you had hoped? 
if they do react quote unquote badly, what will you make it mean about yourself and about the relationship? All right. Next week, we're going to continue this conversation and discuss how the patriarchy feeds into this fear of hurting your partner's feelings if you're a woman in a heterosexual relationship. If you're not in a heterosexual relationship, I still encourage you to listen to the episode because you will learn things about yourself regardless. Because if you listen to this podcast, chances are that you have evolved in a patriarchal society and have internalized beliefs and patterns as a result. All right, lovelies, I look forward to talking to you next week. If you have loved this episode, please add a rating, write a review, and share it around to help spread the word to all the women out there who need to hear this. I am so grateful for you listening. And if you are ready to take this work deeper, book your discovery session with me at www.morganhorn.com. That is M-O-R-G-A-N-E-H-O-R-N.com. We will explore any issue you would like help with, and you will learn all about my coaching program so you can get started on creating the sex life of your wildest dreams. I will see you there.